Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the 1865 Match Report. We're looking back on Forest's 2-0 victory over Aston Villa. A great performance from the Reds and a great result for them against an informed Villa team. And it's a win that moves Forest up to 12th in the Premier League, seven points clear of the bottom three, thanks to goals from Ola Aina and Oral Mangala early in each half. It's Stephen here and I've got Ellie with me. Just before we get into the game, a, a word for Caden Story, the 16-year-old Forest fan who performed the last post before the game as part of the Remembrance Day commemorations. The reaction to it from the crowd in the city ground and the plays of both teams was really something lovely to see, wasn't it, Ellie? Oh, yeah, I think... It was a class act, especially from Villa players. I know it was beautiful from Forest players enough just to step in and tell them it was all right, you did really well, because that's a difficult... It's no easy feat playing the last post. I've heard it a few times, and not often I've heard it gone right. And that's from professionals as well. And bless them, fair play to the Villa players for stepping in as well. They didn't have to do that. But it was just such a beautiful, lovely moment. And it's just what football is about, really. I think it's what, as well, we all needed before that game. Kind of unity before the game. So well done, Caden. You did a great job. And May Forest fans, very proud. And also Steve Cooper said that he'll try to get Caden down to the training ground to meet the players and the staff as well at some point, which is another lovely gesture from Forest and another touch of class from the club, which is... Yes, great to see. So we'll talk now about the Forest team news then and three changes from the Liverpool game. The big one was Odysseus Vlacodimos being brought in for his Forest debut, replacing Matt Turner. And we also had Harry Toffolo coming in for Serge Aurier and Taiwo Awanyi for Willy Bolly. So a 4-3-3 with Vlacodimos in goal, a back four of Ola Aina, Musanir Karte, Murillo and Harry Toffolo, Nicolas Dominguez, Oro Mangala and Ibrahim Sangare midfield with Anthony Alanga, Taiwo Wanyi and Morgan Gibbs-White making up the front three. And on the bench, we had Matt Turner, Nuno Tavares, Nico Williams, Cecchiate, Andre Santos, Ryan Yates, Serge Aurier, Danilo and Willy Bolly. When you looked at the team news, Ellie, were you surprised by any of the changes? And what did you think about the move to bring Vlacodimos in for Matt Turner in goal? 
I think I wasn't surprised. It, it seems harsh, but ultimately we've got two fantastic keepers and Turner, bless him, made an error. And it's only right, I guess, that the other keeper, who everyone knows to be very good, who hasn't had a chance yet because Turner's been so consistent, um, gets a chance, gets a chance to step up to see what he can give us. So I wasn't surprised and he did well. He, he didn't have to face much, to be fair. So he did everything he should have. There's only a couple of times where I thought maybe you could have held that in your hands instead of punched it away. But good, solid performance. But like I say, didn't have much to face. And how lucky are we to have two good keepers, to be fair, at the end of the day? That's exciting in itself. Absolutely. And also good to see Taiwo won you back from the start and... Yeah, we, we do look a different team when we've got him up there, don't we, up front? Absolutely. I think we've all missed Mr. Taiwo. It's safe to say he's been almost all of our goals prior to his injury. I think he nearly was all of our goals prior to injury. But he's been fantastic. It's exciting to see him back. And I think I speak for all Forest fans to say, we've missed you dearly. It's just please stay fit. Stay on the pitch. That's all we ask every time. I stay on the pitch. And Forrest got off to a, a bright start in this game, pinning Villa back and looking to get on the front foot. And it was only five minutes in that Forrest took the lead. Talk us through this one, Ellie, because it was a really nice move and good interplay between Alanga, Toffolo and the goal scorer, Aina. Oh, it was such a... That was probably one of our better goals this season in terms of not just for Ina's fabulous strike, but for overall play. That pass back from Toffolo was absolutely brilliant into space, right there for Ina to hit. If I'm honest, I did not expect it to end up being a goal. I was like, yeah, have a shot because it's the absolute right thing to do. But what a strike. It was just absolutely brilliant all around. And shout out to Toffolo, as I'm sure we'll go on to speak about. There's one of two assists that he had in the 71 minutes that he was on the pitch. Absolutely fantastic. And it's really exciting to see Forrest creating chances like that from very good, very clean, very fast football with such good communication. Whereas if we're honest, a lot of the time, sometimes it's a bit jammy Mm -hmm. or sometimes it's been on a counter, which isn't a bad thing, but it's nice to know that we can create something like that with such beautiful play. And it would have been very easy for Toffolo to, just chuck the ball into the box and hope somebody could get on the end of it. But the precision of the pass and the vision and the execution to roll that back across and Ina coming onto it to to make the strike. Yeah, really lovely goal all round and got Forrest off to the perfect start. And really Forrest didn't slow down from there. They they looked, particularly that front six of Forrest, looked to press Villa with good intensity, forcing them into mistakes and really stopping them from from building any real moves of their own. And considering how good Aston Villa have been of late, I think it's 19 goals in the last six or seven games, they're absolutely flying at the moment. So I think we could all be forgiven for thinking that Villa would at least get on the score sheet in this game. But in those opening stages and for the majority of that first half, Forrest kept them really quiet. Oh, absolutely. We looked the better team. All the way through, I'd say we looked the better team. Despite, if you'd looked at just the stats and seen, you know, something ridiculous like 76% possession for Aston Villa, you wouldn't quite 
see how the game really was. We any time we were on a break, we looked dangerous. We looked dangerous when we had the ball. We were quick. We were comfortable. And we were a lot tidier than usual. And they didn't, you know, not to disrespect Aston Villa. That wasn't their best performance by no means. Doesn't take away from how good we were, but they weren't looking up to speed. They looked very slow compared to us. And it is a very good Villa side with some very, very good players that we've managed to keep quiet. And there's a few players I'm sure we'll go on to talk about, like Mia Carte had a very good game. I think he got player of the match. And it was just an all-round fantastic performance from Forrest. But what I think is really exciting is, even though we played fantastically, 1-2-0, clean sheet against a very good Villa side, I still think some players had more to give. And that's always nice to know. That's by no means a criticism it's exciting to know that a couple of players I know that they could do better and it's know that we can grow even from what was a brilliant performance and I think almost all Forest fans would agree the best performance we've had this season so far I think few would argue with that as well Ellie certainly when you look at how that first half played out as well I think it was 35 36 minutes before Villa had an opportunity at goal and in the end it was a shot that was it was a low strike from inside the area and Lacadimos, it was quite a simple save, but he got down well. He was in position and he was there to make the save. And the other talking point from Forrest's point of view in this first half was the offside for Taiwo. And it was one of those where it was blown up really early, pretty much as soon as the ball was played. Whereas I thought the ruling was that they should allow play to continue and then raise the flag. But by raising the flag right away, I don't think VAR could get involved. What was your view on this one, Ellie, and, and from your vantage point? Which right, this sounds really bad, but which one was this? This the, was the this like was the offside, off wasn't it? There was the it has to be said the uh, the linesman or one of them was pretty flag happy, wasn't he, when it came to Forest? Oh yeah, that's to say the very least. There was, I think, it, as a whole, as a team, we. We fell into that offside trap. I think it genuinely was 10 times, 10 times where we actually got stopped as well, but not even including the times where a player was offside and had to put himself back on to get back into the game. But um, yeah, I think I would agree with you, not to speak ill of the linesman, but he was very flag happy. I think a few decisions were given very quickly. And there were a few times where I would say, not to be bitter, but if we're honest, where I'd say that Villa were offside and then linesman on the other side for us wasn't giving things it didn't matter in the end and it was fine but um he was very flag happy there are a couple of times like for example when I think it came off Dominguez put it into Tyro Wanyan this was in the first half yeah and then it came off the um defender that he just flagged immediately that, that was the again, one, yeah. The That's the one. So there were so many if I'm honest I can't remember <laughs> there really was so that was one thing that we probably should work on is not falling for those offside traps because there were so many times where it looked like we'd made a break and we was offside. But it was um, very early because I thought play has to go on as we kind of saw what happened with Newcastle last season. And I also thought that he wasn't offside anyway, whether you include the defender taking the ball or not, if you say that Taiwan you only got the ball because it came off the defender and he was in an offside position. I don't think he was ever offside, but it didn't matter at the end of the day. It must have been quite close. There are a few that were quite close, but that's something Forrest can work on. 
not the biggest criticism, not the biggest of concerns. We still won 2-0, but try not to fall for those offside traps so frequently, maybe, boys. I think it's just the way that Villa play, but I thought it was quite a dangerous setup with such a high line. I'd, I haven't mm. seen many Premier League teams play so high like that, but it, it works for them. It's part of the way that they play and it's bringing them much success. But, you know, on another day with a slightly different timing, Forrest could have been in on goal three or four times and who knows then what happens at that point. I know Newcastle put five past them earlier in the season, so perhaps that's got something to do with it. But as it was, it was 1-0 at half time, and Forrest going in in the lead and I think good value for it as well. And it wasn't long until Forrest doubled their lead, uh, two minutes in fact into the second half and quite fitting in many ways that the goal came in the 47th minute and it came from Oral Mangala or Oral Johnson Mangala to, to use his full name because 47 minutes was the time of the tribute to the Nottingham Panthers player, Adam Johnson, who tragically died last week during a match against the Sheffield Steelers. Forrest did their tribute and it was a nice moment that Mangala scored right on 47 minutes and quite poignant, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think as well, of all the players it could have been, it was A, Oral Johnson, Mangala and he does like ice hockey himself. He says that he tries to go to watch the Panthers as much as he can. So it was very poignant that it was him who scored the goal in the 47th minute. And sometimes things are really written in the stars. I'm sure we all saw the double rainbow that came over. And you can only say that was a beautiful, beautiful moment. A lovely tribute to the um, Adam Johnson. And I think... Fair play as well to Aston Villa fans for clapping as well, showing the respect despite, unfortunately, conceding a second goal for them. So fair play to Aston Villa players and fans for the respect and a lovely moment for Mangala. And really, sometimes things are just written in the stars. And it's, again, and we, we talk about this Forest midfield not really being able to chip in with goals with that three of Sangare, Dominguez and Mangala, but... Dominguez scored against Brentford a few weeks ago. Mangala here has had a shot from distance, have been rewarded for it. Now, the Golden Glove winning goalkeeper has made a mistake there. Let's be honest, that was perfect timing. But, um, you know, he should have really tipped that over the bar. And instead, all he's done is knock the ball in the air, one-handed on the dive, and the ball's bounced in front of the line and then gone over the, the line and... We're not complaining because that was a, a great moment for us, 2-0 up and doubling mm-hmm. our lead and nice for Mangala as well to to get his goal. I think he deserves that as well because he's been playing so well of late and, yeah, really good to see him on the score sheet. So Forrest were 2-0 up and really after that, I think Villa struggled to to get back into the game. They they had a chance through Ollie Watkins. He was picked out in the middle of the penalty area, but couldn't quite connect with the header and the chance went begging. But from Forrest's point of view, they they really defended well. They, it was a, once they'd gone 2-0 up, they did sit back a bit more and, and look to defend, but ev- everybody to a man performed well and did their job. And I think that was one of the best, certainly best defensive performances I've seen from Forrest. And I think an, as an overall team performance as well, it's right up there in our performances since we've come back into the Premier League. Oh, absolutely. I think 
I'm I'm not sure how many people would agree with me with this, but I've always I saw the lineup and I was slightly concerned about having Murillo and Nia Carte. Not because I um, doubt their ability. I think individually they're both fantastic players. We've gone on about Murillo. Oh, you know, I don't think I need to talk about how fantastic he can be and how all the players think so highly of him. But my concern was maybe experience. I've always wanted someone a bit older there, just one older player there to kind of lead from the back. But they didn't need it. I've always I was worried that Bolly wasn't on, but they did not need it. They were fantastic. Nitikate looked very solid, very strong when he was given a difficult task. And all four of them did a fantastic job. We know what Ina can be like. We know how good Murillo is. And I think I want to take a moment to talk about Harry Toffolo. Because for me, looking at those four. We know the potential of those three young lads from Murillo, Neocarte and Ina, and we know how good they've been and they've shown us moments of absolute brilliance. And Harry Toffolo, I think every fan will probably agree with me. And if we're honest, this is in no way criticism. When we signed him, he wasn't the player that I thought, oh, he's going to, you know, in the Premier League, he's the one everyone's going to be worried about. He's the one that can really hold solid in defence. Not in any way a criticism. He's just not where all the excitement was. But he's stepped up since those injuries. He's come in, he's looked solid, he's been consistent. And what he gives us is Harry Toffolo will play, put the same performance, the same energy into every game, regardless of the opponent. It might not be a 10 out of 10, but you know he's always doing a 7 or 8 out of 10. He's always giving a 7 or 8 out of 10. So we know what to expect from him. And that really is really quite important. But today, today... The other day, sorry, he was absolutely fantastic. He was, not only was he looking very solid, I actually felt very comfortable whenever it was going down the right. I felt very comfortable with Toffolo there. He was making great, great tackles and looked so incredibly solid. But he also got two assists in. He's, I think he's our joint top assists. And I think that's with um, Ilanga with three. And he's not even been starting every game. And he's just been really, really good, really consistent. And he's, I think Steve Cooper said that he's our best at putting in crosses in the squad, which is, that's got to be some um, some high praise <laughs> given some of the players we've got. So fair play to Harry Toffler. He was my man of the match. thought he was absolutely fantastic. And I hope he's not injured. <laughs> yeah. I hope he's okay. I don't think many Forest fans would have seen his resurgence. The way he's playing, that left-back shirt is his to lose. So long may it continue. Great form at the moment from Harry Toffolo. Also a word for Nico Williams. He came on late in the game. After a couple of substitutions, we had Aurier coming on for Toffolo initially. Danilo then came on for a one-year 10 minutes later. We then had Williams coming on for Ina. And Williams down that left-hand side really dealt well with Leon Bailey. He's a dangerous player, but quite a few times in those one-on-ones, Williams came out on top and was getting the ball into touch and winning his tackles. And again, a solid defensive display from Williams, albeit for only a couple of minutes towards the end. We also had Ryan Yates coming on for Nico Dominguez, but that was it really for, for the game. Forrest didn't create... Any, major, any more major chances after that. I think there was one 
for Dominguez mid not long after the second goal, but his shot was easily saved by Martinez. And in the end, it was a a good 2-0 win for Forrest, born out of a solid team display, good tactics and good substitutions, I think, from Steve Cooper. And I think for Steve Cooper, that was a, a performance that really vindicated his position and his approach. To pull out a performance like that and to do it as well in front of Evangelos Maranakis, who was in attendance, I, I was so pleased for Cooper as well that that the team pulled off a, a great performance and a great victory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think, as we've mentioned, it was a fantastic performance. Happy for Williams to get to to come on and look really solid. I'm, again, a player who I've worried about in the past, thought he's brilliant going forward, ironically. And then going whenever he's defending, I've always been a bit nervous, but he looked very solid. And it was just all around a very, very exciting game to watch as a neutral, I bet, and also just for Forrest to see the potential that we've got there, the fact that, like I say, I think we've still got more to give. Individual players who I think weren't bad or it still had a good game, but we know that they can offer more, which is a good sign. And so happy for Steve Cooper because I personally do not understand and will never understand the Cooper out voices and Cooper in all the way, I think. We have to remember the progress we've made is phenomenal, not just from Championship to Premier League. I mean, from last season to this season, we've come on leaps and bounds. The style of football we're playing and how much more confident we're looking. Yeah, we dropped the ball a little bit a couple of times where we could have got more points, but there's plenty of time to grow. And I think Cooper's got so much more to give. Hopefully injuries will start going our way or well, not happening at all was what I mean. And Cooper will get to have a bit more flexibility and adopt the style of play that I think he's been wanting to adopt for a while now. But it's very exciting to see players that, if we're honest, we didn't expect to be fighting for a place in the first team lineup, like Harry Toffolo or even Williams coming on looking strong, and to know that we have that squad depth that we didn't have last season. So there's a lot to be happy about. Very happy for Cooper. Happy for the fans. It was so much better to be a city ground. Everyone felt much more positive. And it didn't just feel like it was because we were winning. It just felt a much better atmosphere in general. So plenty to be happy about. Very excited going forward. Bring on West Ham. Indeed. Let's just now hear the opposition view on the game. And it's over to Neil from the Aston Villa podcast, For the Love of Paul McGraw. Hey everybody, this is Neil from For the Love of Paul McGraw podcast. Um, first of all, thanks very much to Rich and the guys there for asking me to do a little piece afterwards. Albeit, it's going to hurt uh, Aston Villa uh, losing 2-0 to Nottingham Forest. Uh, a, a really well-drilled Nottingham Forest team today whose midfield was as strong as an ox. Uh, one of the more difficult midfields I've seen Aston Villa try and break down today. Um, that was really the, the, the fulcrum, I think, of, of, of Nottingham Forest's success, albeit as well that bringing uh, Nikate in at centre-half was a, was a brilliant decision. He was everywhere today. He gladly and, and, and should have won um, Man in the Match because he was absolutely fantastic, completely nullified everything Aston Villa did, whether it be through Watkins, Diaby, etc. And Villa, to be honest with you, were very... We're very, uh, very stagnant today. We we had to rely on crossing the ball. We were seemed like we were 
allergic to shooting at any stage and 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 as Nottingham Forest showed for their second goal you know sometimes you just got to shoot for both goals I suppose really sometimes you just got to shoot and when you shoot you score goals and Aston Villa didn't do that today but uh, I'll credit the Nottingham Forest uh, Steve Cooper super manager I, I'm a big fan of Steve Cooper I know um, I've spoken to Rich about this previously he's a uh, he's a very very good coach has had to try and mould teams twice in two years in the Premier League under uh, under circumstances and uh a uh, very, very good performance, I think, from Nottingham Forest today. I've had some really, really good home form recently, lots of draws, and, and, and you've gotten a win against against Aston Villa today, and we've absolutely no qualms about it because, as I say, Nottingham Forest were the better team today. They were the more drilled team. They were the team who were um, who probably uh, had a bit more belief in the way that they were sent out to play today. Aston Villa didn't, and that early goal completely killed Aston Villa's game plan. And we just had no plan B, which hasn't been like Aston Villa this season. Um, it's it's very rare that we don't score goals, um, and and and, and as I say, like we didn't look like we were going to score at all today. So uh, very well done to Nottingham Forest. Very well done to, um, as I said, to Steve Cooper for for making those uh, those changes that he made to the team. The team looked really resolute. It looked really solid, and he made the substitutions there at the right times to try and pin back the game when Aston Villa were trying to come forward, albeit not really knowing what we were going to do once we got into the attacking third. So uh, well done, Nottingham Forest. Massive three points. And um, yeah, as I say, hopefully looking forward to welcoming you guys back to Villa Park later on in the season. Hi there, it's Rich here. For the 2023-24 season, 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast is sponsored by Green King Sports, where football is more than a game. Green King Sports venues are showing every televised Forest fixture over the course of the season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, get your mates together and get down to your local Green King pub and get closer to the action. They've just launched the Green King Sports Instagram page, which will be home to fan content, including our very own George, deals and competitions throughout the season. They've already given away Champions League final tickets and signed shirts, so you don't want to miss out. Drop them a follow on Instagram and you won't just be the first to know about all of this. You'll be supporting us here at 1865, the Nottingham Forest podcast. Now it's back to Stephen and Ellie. The 1865 Match Report. Thanks, Neil, for the opposition view there. Ellie, just while we've got a bit of time just to wrap up this Villa game, I thought Odysseus Vlacodimos put in a a good display on debut. He didn't have to do anything particularly outstanding. I don't think he was really tested by Villa, and I think there will be bigger tests ahead for him. But what he had to deal with, he dealt with well, and he just had a confidence about him. And I think that radiated through to the certainly the defence in front of him and the rest of the team. Absolutely. I think, like you say, there, was, there wasn't anything particularly difficult for him to do, and I mean that with no disrespect to Villa. Um, but I think a great debut, looked very comfortable, which reassures the fans and I'm sure reassures the players. And going forward, I think it's only fair he didn't make any mistakes that he continues to start. We've got two great keepers fighting for a place in the lineup, and it's only right for me, and I've always said this, I've always preached this, don't take out a player who's performed well. I, you reward good games and I don't mean to say punish, but in a way punish bad performances. So it's exciting to see him going forward. I hope 
it'll be interesting to see him tested a bit more, see how comfortable and confident he can be and how reliable he can be. But from what we saw yesterday, he looked fantastic. And it's only a good thing to have two good keepers fighting for a place like that. And the defence as well, all of them were excellent. And in the ground, Ola Aina was named man of the match. But I think on the Sky coverage, Musa Niakate got the man of the match. To be honest, they both deserved it. I thought they were both great on the day. Niakate in particular, because I think he was brought in for his athleticism going up against Ollie Watkins. And he dealt with him so well, kept him quiet in the most part. And Murillo as well, a word for him, because he responded really well after what happened at Liverpool last week. Another great performance from him. Many signs of promise from our young Brazilian centre-back who's only played, what, 18 senior games or whatever it is. And he looks well at home at this level. And Harry Toffolo, we've we've spoken about how good he's been of late and hopefully that's going to continue. But yeah, a strong defensive display from Forrest. If I was going to be critical of anything in that second half, it probably would have been that we'd wanted to see a little bit more of Forrest in attack. But I suppose our attacking options are limited at the moment. Chris Wood's injured. Divock Origi is injured. There's no Callum Hudson-Odoi, for example. So we are limited really by the options that we have. I think we're just happy that we've got Taiwo back up there because he makes such a difference. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And with no disrespect whatsoever to Anthony Alanga, him playing up front, unfortunately, isn't doesn't not work because he's a great player and he's very quick. That's not best utilising the skills that he can offer us. So very glad to have um, Taiwo won you back. Like you say, it would have been nice to attack more, but we didn't have the options. And I'd rather keep players fit at this point, especially with our attacking options. I want them on the pitch. And when you're 2-0 up, looking comfortable, you don't look like crumbling anytime soon. It's by no means being cocky to say, we're sitting back a bit now. And we did have chances. They didn't look like chances because, you know, we saw that offside flag go up about six times in the second half alone or something silly. But we did look absolutely fantastic. All areas of the pitch, midfield, and like I say, near Carte dealing with a very, very talented Ollie Watkins I can completely understand why he got player of the match. He had no easy job there and he did make it look easy, if we're honest. And that's in no disrespect to Ollie Watkins because we all know what a fantastic player he is and has been this season. And looking ahead to West Ham next week, I don't see any reason why Cooper would need to change the back four or back five, even if you include the goalkeeper. It wouldn't surprise me if we go to West Ham with a similar setup and the same starting eleven for that matter. How are you feeling looking ahead to West Ham next week? I mean, if Forest can play like they did against Villa again, there's no reason why we can't get a result at the London Stadium this time around. Absolutely. I think, like I mentioned earlier, and like you say, with a performance like that, do you make any changes? It seems wrong when it worked so well against a very strong Aston Villa. It is a way, and we know that we can sometimes struggle. But for me, I am feeling very confident, not so much necessarily expecting a win or anything like that, but expecting a much better performance. I think for us, I'd want at least a point. We're good enough to get a point. We're good enough even to win. 
but that is expecting solid top performances from all the players in one go, which, like you say, is easier said than done. I think for us, it's about progress. And we have to remember, I hate saying this, but remember the journey that we're on. If we look at where we were last season, the, the score lines as well, which I'm sure we don't want to think about in a lot of cases, they were not very nice, to say it politely. And I don't want to lose 4-0 again to West Ham. So for me, it's about progress, putting in a strong performance. And I want to see a draw. And ideally, clean sheets would be what I'd really be excited to see for an away performance, which sounds a bit dull. But as a Forest fan, that is what I want to be seeing. Yeah. On to West Ham next weekend. And thank you, Ellie. And thank you also to Neil from the For the Love of Paul McGraw, Aston Villa podcast for the Opposition View. And thank you as well, listener, for joining us for this match report. We will be back with you after the West Ham match. So until then, thanks for listening and see you next time. Podcast Network.